Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Friday episode, and not even that, this is part two. We did two parts today. The first part was with Kiki Monique uh, at the Talk of Shame, as you know her, and of course, we did a little mini, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a review, or just what Christian Doty talked about on Nick Viles' podcast, which I thought there was a lot of interesting tidbits about. So that is in part one, and that's like an hour and 15 minutes. That's easy, right? But now, we're into the we're into the thick of it. These... These are supersized, you guys. I had to split it up so it wasn't a three and a half hour podcast, which is just so frightening to look at for a listener. <laughs> like, oh my God, what's wrong with this guy? And and to tell you the truth, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. So I figured I would split it up. That way you could choose or you can split them, you know, just listen to it however you want to listen to it. But I mean, I was just thinking, it's so wild with these episodes now. It reminds me of when I do Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recaps, the intensity that went into those. Like I was thinking about back to the last season of Vanderpump Rules. And remember, it was like nothing. It was just like easy. It was like, ah, da, 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 da. it was just so easy to get through because not tons, you know, was happening. Now, the show itself All the stuff that's happening on the show is already good. And then you have this horror happening off the show that plays into how we view the show now. So, like, I watched the show, like, four times at this point, trying to pick up on new things and nuances and things that make me laugh and things that don't. And it truly is, uh, I just want it to stop. I want it to be, please make the finale be next week. And I think we got, like, three more months of this. So it's like, strap in, you guys. It's going to be, like... See you in 2024, right? Like this is uh this is wild. Uh I also do talk about the uh uh Lala Lala gave me Lala today um in an Instagram comment thing. And I totally appreciate that. I talk a little bit about that on part one, but um it's you know, it's just funny with these characters because you know they're real people, but I'm you know, I don't apologize. I go by what I see. I go also by all the stuff I see surrounding it, and there's just a lot of stuff. I think Lala is fascinating and really funny. Um, sometimes I miss the reality of Lala, uh, and 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 like Lala points out, Lala. <laughs> how many times can I say Lala? My God, um, Lala is going through a lot of things, and unfortunately, we're probably not allowed to see a lot of those things legally. But she's just, uh, she's an interesting character for so many reasons. And this hasn't happened just since she got sober. I've seen Lala chew people out when she was drunk, and I've seen her chew people out when she's sober. And I don't really see a huge difference in the way she handles things. In terms of the television show, she's always approached it a certain way. I do find it interesting, though, just looking at the relationships on the show. If you're a fan like me that, that have watched, that's watched since the beginning, it is. It does show you, Lala is an example, but you could use Jax, you could use all of these people on the show, mainly, is that, you know, relationships change over time. I mean, you guys remember um, how uh, you guys, do you, uh, sorry, I'm, I, <laughs> you guys, rem, you guys remember when uh, Katie didn't like Lala for very good reason, right? For very good reason. And now we see that they're on a girl's trip together. I do sometimes wonder what the reality of their friendship is. Um, 
you know, because uh, and and I hate to say it, I really do, because I probably get lambasted for this, but. Girls, these girls trips are the times when I'm like, ah, I wish Stassi was back because I do know Katie is friends with Stassi. I'm curious what her relationship really is with Lala. Um, And that's why they brought Christina Kelly on, too, because I believe Katie truly is friends with Christina Kelly. And I want Katie to have a good base of people around her. Um, And I want to know who else is in Katie's life because I really want good things for Katie because as much of this stuff with Ariana is coming up and it truly is horrifying, Katie is going through a horrific experience as well and coming out on the other side of it. And and that's the thing that just keeps uh, I I keep. I keep having to remind myself, it's like, man, she is going through something so heavy. And I was so happy to see her on Watch What Happens Live last night with Danny Pellegrino. And I thought she did great. And it's it's one of those things that it's like, man, that really, I mean, because we've watched that Schwartz relationship and her relationship for so long. And uh, it's just wild. I, anyway, so let's just get into this. Let's have fun. Let's be goofy. We'll try to make some points, but just really, really minute points. And... I do want to really quickly say is it really does matter when you view this and what is going on surrounding it when you view a show like this, because I think we're all kind of flabbergasted with all the information that's broken in the last two weeks. If that hadn't have happened, if we had not known about it, I keep saying is we would have viewed tonight's or last night's episode so much different, right? We would have thought about this in a whole different way, especially how Lala treats Raquel. And by the way, you guys, I know her name is Rachel. I know it's like really funny. I don't super care the name change because like everybody's name's been changed. I don't really care. So I'm probably going to just keep calling her Raquel. Sorry to everybody that wants me to call her Rachel. I try, but like my brain moves so quick that I keep going Raquel, Rachel. So I'll just call, you know, I know deep down she's Rachel. She'll always be a Rachel. I'm not trying to give her a compliment by calling her Raquel. Just know it's a fake name and she seems like kind of a fake person. Uh, Yeah, I'm still totally pissed off at Raquel. But we would have watched this episode completely different because remember, this was already edited. This story, and we're going to see more of this, but this story, if you didn't know what was happening right now, almost paints her as this underdog type figure of somebody looking to find their voice. It's a classic kind of story that Hollywood used to do of like, you know, someone, I mean, even think about like pretty woman, like, you know, from rags to riches, you know, they're trying to give her this hero edit. But what's fascinating is all of this other stuff got revealed. So it adds this whole other layer that is really frightening. And people are like, and and, and credit to Lala is Lala is not like Raquel from the jump. But sometimes I'm like, I don't think that's some kind of master innate psychic ability. I think she didn't like her. And also uh, she was with James and I think Lala did like James and vice versa. So it was a troubled relationship from the jump. But she is, you know, at the end of the day, this is like Raquel has been on this show since 2018. I, I'm not good at math, but that's got to be at least 11 years at this point. <laughs> I mean, she's she's been on the show for five years. She knows how it works. You know, I just I just don't. There's only so many years you can play the innocent, doe-eyed person that gets taught how to do things. I mean, listen, there's one literal scene in tonight's episode where Lala's like, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And she's like, I didn't know how to breathe before that. You know, like I'm like, how many things did you not know how to do? Because it seems like quite a bit of things you had no flipping clue. And it, it it's 
it's just she's jaw dropping and watching those scenes now it's like you you feel bad for her but then you don't feel bad for her and also Lala is the one that like her behavior is just like oh girl because Katie has every damn right to give Raquel ah, Raquel as much shit as she can and she doesn't you know she has actually kind of withheld a lot of the stuff that she has a right to say at the end of the day some people aren't meant to be friends with but I I this I I I'm not I, she ruins any sympathy you have for her by her behavior I mean, even in this, like Katie was nice enough to invite her on this girl's trip, even after all the stuff she kept trying to get Tom to make out with her. And I just feel like at this point, if we're supposed to, even in this scenario where we don't know about Raquel, we're supposed to respect uh, Raquel's feelings, but not respect Katie's feelings. Like, I I don't, I, I feel like she is a completely confused, lost person, and I, I don't really care where she goes from here, but I will say who was not a confused lost person was Tom Sandoval. And that's why this is even really sadder because this person is a grown man that should know better on a lot of these things. Not saying that you can't fall in love with other people, not saying any of that, but it's like becoming more and more apparent that this guy wasn't getting his ego stroked as much as he wanted because his girlfriend of nine years was actually going through a really fucking rough summer, uh, you know, with her dog passing away, her grandma passing away, so many things. And this guy, all he could think about was himself. That's all he could think about was what he wasn't getting wild. So we're going to skip the previously on Vanderpump rules because at this point, you guys, you know, all the shit happening. I will tell you where we left off last episode, where uh, Raquel was making out with Oliver Garcelle's son at that Vega at the disco pussy bar, which, by the way, does sound like a bar that Lala would literally name of like, girl, my new bar is called Disco Dick Pussy Butt because she loves being a shock jock. Um, so they were kissing and I got to hand it to whoever was shooting that. Do you guys see how like it was lit from the back with a disco light? I'm like, what are you guys trying to win an Oscar? My God, what, what an amazing, what an amazing shot. So anyways, you know, the best days of our lives, just raise your glasses. This one's for you tonight. Um, they have this kind of weird music. They're starting to selling sunset kind of music, Well, they always done it to a degree, but they have like lyrics and it's like this one. I could I could uh, kind of make out what saying was like turn up so loud fly us in the room you're the flyest in the room and it's 2.05 a.m. the girls are arriving back to the hotel the Paris hotel um, after their big night at the disco pussy and all the girls stumbling in the elevator and Raquel is the last one off the elevator and you guys she looks stinking drunk she's trying to take her shoes off she's like whoops I'm fine I just have to take my shoes off I'm drunk Okay, we're good. I don't know who she's talking. She's not talking to the camera guy because all the girls went into the hotel room already. Raquel's in a talking head going, I haven't done many girls trips in my lifetime, but I'm having the best time. Uh, I I feel wild and free and single and fun. I'm focusing more on myself. If you're new to the show, I do Raquel as this kind of squeaky, um, squeaky voice and very shaky because that's how she started off on the show. And literally, I'm just still really upset at Raquel. So I'm going to continue to do that voice. Um, also, I want to say, how is this the best time that you've ever had? Like literally at dinner, Terry, Katie's mom, gave this kind of impassioned plea of like, listen, 
this relation, they're not divorced yet. This is so hard. Raquel, Rachel, like, like she's trying to explain this that any normal person would understand. Dude, if you get talked to by a mom, like that's, that's like getting talked to by the cops. You res- I mean, maybe that, that's me. Like whoever you respect the most, that's what's like talking to a mom and their daughter is right there. It's like, you listen. When a mom steps up, have you ever done that? When you got into some place and you've done something stupid and like when you were a kid and the mom goes, listen, Ryan, you better cool it down. You know, our boy Danny doesn't deserve you giving him noogies all the time. You're like, oh my God, you know, Mrs. Cheesum said something to me. I got to really respect that. The mom said something at the Paris dinner and it was like, she was crying. It was, everybody was crying and Raquel, just where whatever's going on in that devil mind of hers doesn't even... I don't know how this could have been the best time of her life. I mean, she made out with Oliver on the dance floor. Okay. Anyways, Raquel's holding some leftovers in a container. And that's where I'm like, tell me more about the leftovers. You know, I love food. <laughs> I, love, you, I love food. So I was like, ooh, the leftovers. What's up with that? Uh, they're entering the room. And Lala's in bed with uh, Katie. Oh, and by the way, I've got to I've got to play you this clip. Maybe I'll play it by the end, where it's Lala today explaining what was going on in this scene. And she said Raquel was coming in with this just big. I think she would kept calling it mush, which is like once again I'm like you're speaking my language. I love eating mush. I'm not even joking. I was like I don't care what you all put together. Yeah, like throw some ketchup on that too. Let's do this. Um, but she was saying much, the, the things I just sometimes feel like Lala doesn't understand what she's saying is, is comedic. It, Cause she was like, listen, man, I, my mom washed my special blanket and I had that with me at the hotel and she comes in here with her box of mush and she's spilling over all my special blanket. And it made me, I mean, cause I'm like, I had a special banky, you know, a little blanky when I was a kid that I would like, you know, take everywhere with me. And I love that Lala was like, my mom washed this and I brought it to the pair. I mean, it's just, this is like a light hypocrite, you know, it's like kind of hypocritical in a way because they're all making fun of Raquel, who is weird. But at the same time, there is a brand of weirdness that Lala has as well. Like, I mean, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that's bad to point out. That doesn't mean like we all have our weird shit, but it's like, it's so funny when she's coming down on Raquel, which who deserves to be come down? very much deserves to be everybody to come down on her, but they didn't even know about Sandoval at this time. And she's in, she's laying under a special blanket, making fun of Raquel with like a box of mush. Like everybody is like wild in this. And, uh, Raquel's like, la la, do you have a fork and a knife? She's totally like, you can just tell she's drunk and she doesn't know what. And Lala's like, girl, if you go into where we ate lunch, there's a spoon. And Raquel goes, if you say so. Like, Raquel doesn't even know what silverware is. She's like, what is silverware? You know, there's three, there's like a three prong. What's a prong? (laughs) Just fucking use your hands. Lala rolls her eyes and Katie is literally like, God bless. Um, Oh, I also want to say, you guys, have you noticed this? Finally, I got proof. There was like, I was watching it on demand and then I also have a taped copy. I don't know how I ended up watching both. But I remembered like a little, like a couple little lines of dialogue, which I'll read you in a second. And then on the DVR version, those couple lines of dialogue wasn't in the DVR version. 
And and that kind of shows that this is a whole simulation. We don't even exist. No, no. It's just like, it's weird. They cut out little things depending on where you're viewing it at. Does anybody know why they do that? Is it for time or something? Because I got completely thrown off. And then I remembered like doing all the recaps I've done over the past couple of years. I've ran into this problem before, but I always just thought, oh, I must have just been thinking about doing my taxes or something. You know, like, and I finally caught him and I was like, what the F is this? Anyways... Um, <laughs> Raquel is in the little kitchenette area watching the microwave and it's just going around and around. She's like, how long do I put it in for? You don't know how to work a microwave? Like, I don't know your parents except for the things that we hear T.J. James Kennedy making fun of them about and when we saw them. But my God, how protected were you that you didn't? You weren't taught to, you can't steal other people's dudes and you don't know how, like nobody taught you, nobody cared about you enough to teach you how to flip and work a microwave or are you one of those rich people that's like, no, you will never eat in out of a microwave. That is a disgusting device. You will eat fresh cooked meals every day. Um, it is just wild. I, I mean, I the more I watch Raquel in every scene, it's like, you are a fucking alien. You're an alien that's never been to Earth, and now it's one of those like comedies like E.T. where you have to teach him how to do stuff and stuff. Like, I mean, just like, has anybody seen Raquel take a shower? Does she know how to bathe? What does Raquel smell like? I, I'm, to I'm so fascinated by this. And this is the thing where it does come off weird to other people. Imagine, I mean, us seeing it is one thing. Imagine being in that situation. And then imagine also Lala being there, which that doesn't make it easy for anybody because Lala, as much as she, like, Lala has these moments of caring and taking you in, but it takes a long time to get there, it seems like, for certain people. But then she will hit you harder, faster, first. And sometimes I'm just like, you don't need to go this hard. You don't, like, save it, like, legitimately, save it for Randall. Save it for Randall. And that's why it's like, I make fun of those, send it to Daryl sweatshirts and the signs. I just hope it is because, dude, she needs to pay lawyer fees to get this dude. Obviously, she has a cute kid. She needs to take care of her. But sometimes I just think a little of those things, the Ariana economy, which I talked to about Kiki in the first part of this, it gets a little extreme for me. I want everybody to make as much money as they can. I just want Ariana to be protected first. Um, so Christina comes in the girl's room, climbs into the bed with Lala and Katie. And, uh, Lala's like, oh my God, I thought you were Raquel at first. I can't, I cannot with that. Lala in a talking head goes, the sloppiness of Raquel tonight made me go, I don't know that I would trust you after one too many drinks. Now, this is an interesting, uh, talking head because it kind of, I, I, I really do think there is more similarities to Lala and Raquel that Lala is not really confronting. And it could even be drunk Lala. It could be that, but there is a similarity. And I think potentially that's why Lala sees it so clearly what is potentially in her. Also, Katie sees it as well, but Katie also was forced to see it because this girl kept going for her dude or the dude that she was still in a relationship with. Raquel is back with her microwave-looking box. And, and by the way, she's like in that kitchen. She's like... Thank you, Lisa Vanderpump, for the leftovers, which is wild, too, because does that mean they went to Disco Pussy? She was making out with Oliver, and the whole time there was, like, this this whole 
this whole box of leftovers just like at the club while they were drinking Red Bull vodkas and stuff like that? Because if so, game recognizes game, man. I dig it. I'll eat food out of the trash. I love it. I'm just saying it's weird. Usually you think, you know, uh, anyways. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyways, like Raquel's still out of the other room and Kristen's like, uh, is Raquel okay? And Lala goes, she's on a journey. Just let her do it. And I'm like, this isn't mushrooms. She's not on like a mushroom journey. She had a fucking too many glasses of rosé and she's drunk. We cut to Raquel eating the food out of the box. She's like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It tastes really good. And Katie, we cut back to her and she goes, I feel bad. Like, I don't want to laugh at her. And Lala goes, we're laughing with her, okay? Meanwhile, we're back at the microwave. And just, Raquel is like praying with her hands over her forehead. And she's just, I mean, just ridiculous. Back to Christina Kelly. And uh, Christina's like, um, wait, uh, do you think she made out with Oliver tonight? And Lala's like, I'm pretty sure that was the direction it was headed. And Katie's like, Miss, I'm going to make out with your man. Welcome to my world. Which, rightfully so, Katie would see, say that. And also, Katie would find it interesting to watch Raquel's behavior. Raquel, even with the Sandoval thing outside of this, if we didn't know it, she's on, you know, uh, Raquel is on some kind of journey where she is making out with anything that's not nailed down. Once again, not a crime, and I see a lot of guys do the same thing, probably a lot of guys on these shows. Also, I'm not sure what the age range is here, but Raquel is 28, and these girls are older. Um, I, it's just so hard, because I'm trying to empathize with Raquel, but at the same time, I just am, I just really find her disgusting. I find Tom the most disgusting. I hate that we have to keep making it a race, but it is just really, really frightening, and I mean, I truly, and what's scarier is I don't even know if there was that much thought involved. It seems like she is not introspective in the way that a lot of us are with our lives. And that's what's even sadder is that she didn't take a moment to stop and think. And if she did, that's what I keep going. Diabolical, stupid, diabolical, stupid. Can two things be true at once? I always say that they can. Uh, but anyways, this was the line that was cut out in the one uh, version I, I watched Cause Lala was like, well, Katie, no, yours was deep. That was like, and Katie goes, I'm just drawing a lot of comparisons. There are a lot of comparisons. Raquel weaves back into the room, um, with her box of mush as Lala calls it. And Raquel's like, I just, and Lala's like, oh my God, we're in the twilight zone. Raquel sits on the foot of the bed with her food. And she's like, you guys, do you mind? Do you want any? <laughs> she's at least she's nice with her box of mush. Here's a bunch of throw up. Do you want some? And Lala goes, no, baby, no. And Christina's like, did you put all the leftovers in one box? And Lala's like, it's all the leftovers in that box. And Christina's like, girl, did you microwave the bread? And Raquel goes, yeah. <laughs> and then Raquel goes, as long as it's not aluminum, because Katie told me that I shouldn't put aluminum in the microphone, and then I didn't. And Katie literally slaps her forehead. How do you not know 
<laughs> like, listen, it takes a lot for me to go, wow, I guess I'm a well-traveled man at this point. I even know not to put aluminum in the microwave. I'm, I'm honestly, Raquel must have not grown up with a, a microwave. She didn't even know what fucking boundaries were. Did Tom's like Katie taught <laughs> Katie taught her about aluminum foil in the microwave, and Tom told her how to be a cheating asshole. A lot of things that we're learning this year. But like honestly, what if she burned the Paris Hotel in Vegas down and like Ladies and gentlemen, there's a five-alarm fire at the Paris Hotel. We uh, we have a cast member of Vanderpump Rules that just uh, burned everything down for a box of mush in a microwave. Uh, please be warned, please be warned. There's Raquel, uh, a bandy-eyed bitch, just walking all down the hallways. Fire starter, fire starter. Uh, Katie goes, <laughs> I love how they get back to girl talk. Katie goes, uh, Raquel, did you kiss that guy tonight? And Raquel's like, yeah, I did. And Christina's like, you did? Oliver? You didn't see? Well, I under- I don't get how they didn't see either because there's a camera guy right there. They're on the dance floor. There's a little bit of a light. How did they not see it? Always makes me curious how these they film things. Like, did were they in another room? I was actually confused because also when your friend, I mean, listen, I haven't been to the clubs in like a long time. But if your friend is about to make out with somebody new, you're usually going like, woo, you're like watching, like, you know, like, oh, you know, like there's something kind of fun and funny about that. I was, I was confused. And, uh, Katie points to Lala and goes, well, she was supposed to kiss him. And Lala's like, no, I was not. And Raquel goes, I thought so too. And Katie's like, Rachel, Raquel, why are you like this? And Raquel goes, are you serious right now? Christina's covering her face laughing, and Katie's like, yeah. And Raquel goes, it was Lala's territory, and I was not allowed to kiss him. And Lala goes, no, no, I gave her the okay. And Christina goes, I just didn't know you were interested. We just heard Lala talk a lot about him, so obviously we were like, oh. And Lala goes, yeah, because that's my type of guy. And Katie in a talking head goes, and this was the this was the moment that I think Andy was referring to as jaw dropping? Katie goes, "I'm starting to see a pattern in Raquel. It seems that she's only interested in men that are her friends, that her friends are either married to, or interested in, and that's a big red flag for me." And that really kind of nailed it. Like it's a like game over. That's the thesis statement. Katie nailed it in the first five minutes or ten minutes of this episode. It seems she's only interested in men that her friends are either married to or interested in. And I think that idea, that concept is something to really look into of what, I mean, that's, and especially of like repeating patterns of behavior of almost like running towards the thing that will burn you the most. And I don't understand where she learned that from, what the validation for, like, is it almost that she's seeing other people's lives and wanting that for herself? Is she seeing like, oh, Schwartz was in a committed relationship for a long time. I would like to be in a committed relationship for a long time. Oh, Sandoval. And you know, like, what is it that sparks her interest? Um, Or is it also that these men are so excited for someone to look at them like a doe-eyed, like, fangirl, that they're always like, yeah, you know, like, Schwartz is always like that, too, even with Sheena, like, oh, they're nice to me, you know, 
And it's interesting because women usually can see these things from like 10 miles away. And us men, we don't see it. Like I've been told that I'm like, oh, that's just like a nice person. Like I don't think anything of it. And women always like I've, I've noticed that before. They'll always kind of be like. Yeah, you don't know women like I know women. <laughs> it's always like that. Why? What's going on? Is there some meeting I missed? You know, Lala goes, I'll say this. You asked me. I, I'll, I totally punted him to you. Lala, that, I think that's a sports reference. I like when women talk about men like I totally punted him to him. I said, hut, hut, hike. And I threw that man ball at you and you caught it. Um, Lala goes, I will say you drinking. I would never trust you around my man. And Raquel just stares blankly at Lala, which that note is kind of funny. By the way, Juliana Carraza took all of these notes and she killed it. She kills it every week. She goes, Raquel stares blankly at Lala. When is Raquel not staring blankly at someone? Like I said, I told you every time, every time I saw Raquel, she'd stare blankly at me. Like I always just like, and by the way, half of that is probably she just never remembered me each time. I'm totally accepting of that. But also there is a blank vacant stare that you get. And that's even when she's not drinking, I feel like. And, and, And she's staring blankly at Lala. And Lala goes, never. And then this is, Raquel goes, and this is drunk, but also in that kind of gobbly goo, not knowing how to communicate because she goes, I mean, like, thank God you don't have a man to like fucking have around. And she's doing this weird hand motion with her box of food mush next to her. And Lala's like, what? What? And Christina's like, Oh my God, Rachel. And Katie's like, what? And Christina's like, what does that mean? And Lala's like, I'm going to shut this down. Rachel has been drinking. It's three o'clock in the morning. I'm going to bed. And Christina's like, same. And Raquel gets up to leave. And she's like, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, we'll talk in the morning when I'm sober. I'm drunk. And Lala's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Good night, um, we're going to get into the rest of the scene in a second, but what I'm trying to understand, and I don't think at this point I'll ever, well, I know I'll probably never get to talk to Lala again, but if I ever get the opportunity to speak to Katie, what I want to know in this scene in particular, because, you know, they nailed how they felt about Raquel. Like there's something really off, but I just, I want to know what it's really like to be around her because the camera picks up somebody that's kind of doofy. And like we saw when Lala was at her worst with drinking, you'd be like, fuck, like a real mess. Raquel just seems like that sorority girl that drank way too much. And, you know, you're going to have to like her friends are going to help her at the bathroom, like throw up and stuff, but not a threat. And that's why it's like weird. Like and this is also why I say the Lala knows more about Raquel, too, because I used to think back in the day watching the show that Lala would be the one when she would be drunk, you wouldn't trust around her dude. Remember like with Jax, I mean, Jax played a huge part in that as well. But that was the thing that I always thought about is like Lala was that person that, because Lala's funny, she's cunning, she knows what to say, she knows how to like what, say things to dudes. I think she, Lala, might be a little off her game right now in terms of dudes in terms of this season. She's probably gotten her groove back at this point. But you know what I'm saying? And Raquel, every time I look at her, every time they cut to her on camera, she's like, derp, I like to play with microwaves. I like to play with the microwaves. It goes around and round. I like to put food mush in the microwave. My friend K.E. said you can't put metal in. I killed a family member when I pulled up. 
Sorry, guys. It's only like 6 p.m. I got tons of energy. Um, so, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just... And in this, like... Everybody was like, oh my God, what'd you say? And Raquel, like, she's proven to be evil. But in that moment, I just thought like, oh, drunk girl that was trying to piece words together... I guess you don't have a man for to worry about. Like, and they all treated her like it was like a heretic. It was like the exorcist. It was like, oh my God, her head spin sideways. And I, I was like, I just didn't see it. I see it now in terms of, you know, really bad person that makes bad choices. But in this scene, I just would have thought you would have been like, oh my God, girl, you are drunk. Get to bed. And they would have laughed about it. Not taking it as some kind of like throwdown. And I, I, I thought that was the weird thing. And I would love to ask Katie, like, what's it really like in those situations with her? You know, what makes your spider sense go off so much? Because to me, it's just so harmless. We know now it's not. I just want to know what that vibe is like, what that feeling is like, if that makes sense. So, uh, so <laughs> Raquel is going back to the bed because she's realizing though she's drunk, she's pissed Lala off. And Raquel is really scared of Lala. Oh, which, by the way, that, oh my God, now that I'm thinking about it, in that new episode that they're filming or they already filmed, I want to see Lala have a scene with Raquel. I mean, you know, like, that's the thing is that how do you, as a producer, how do you uh, entice Raquel? Be like, it's okay, Raquel, you're going to be great. Just come on over here. It's going to be totally fine. And then let Raquel and Dodie and all these verbal assassins come in. How do you convince Raquel? Because it's things that we all want to see and it's things that she deserves. But like I said, usually in real life, we run from pain and reality shows make you run towards pain. How do we get Raquel to run towards the pain that she deserves? Does that make sense? Um... So Raquel goes back to her bed and uh, Christina's like, am I tripping? Or did she actually just say that? Lala's like, no, I'm feeling that Lala come out. I don't want to see that Lala come out. And it's like, Lala, Hulk, Hulk out, Lala. Lala vagina hooked out. Lala in a talking head goes, if Raquel was not wasted right now, I'd put this bitch right back in her grave. (laughs) I'm sorry. Lala's really funny. And I sometimes can't tell if she's doing this to be funny or if she's doing this because she means it. It's like (laughs) Christina goes, I'm going to bed. And Katie's like, oh, God, all my stuff's in Raquel's room. And Lala's like, do not go in there. And Christina's like, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. And Christina leaves to go get the toothbrush. And Lala goes, you know, you give these hoes an inch, they take a mile. (laughs) Now, if Raquel hadn't proven herself to be a horrible person, this to me would have come off like overreacting. It would have. And and we talked about mean girls in part one with Kiki is like, is there a time and place for mean girls? They get brandished with the mean girls a lot. I think Lala, especially for me, uh, comes off mean girl like, you know, where I do feel bad sometimes for the people in her path because I feel like, oh, there's just like a misunderstanding here. Um, And also because, at the at the end of the day, I think Lala is potentially more sensitive than 
all of us than, well, not me, but the all of us and the cast. She's more sensitive and she's more concerned than she will ever let on. And I think that is part of it. I, I'm not saying she's not tough. I just think there is a presentation of something so much more tough than she uh, she wants to be. And this is, listen, I read her book. I, I read uh, The Origin of Lala Kent. And somebody wrote this yesterday, I think a lot of people did, was that what we're seeing is Raquel's uh, villain origin story, you know, of what made them an ultra villain. And I think potentially Raquel's always been a little off since we met her in 2018 on this show. But anyways, Christina goes into the bedroom. She sees like Milky Ways, like a starry galaxy lights floating on the season, uh, say floating on the ceiling. And I was like, oh my God, is this an episode of The Mandalorian? This is awesome. And Christina's like, where are these um, lights coming from? And Raquel's like, Christina, you're more than welcome to sleep with me. Christina Natalia goes, I only know one other person who has this galaxy light. And I was like, oh my God, please say it's me. Oh my God, that would be awesome. And she goes, it's a three-year-old little girl. And I was like, that's kind of me. And uh, Christina goes, you put these lights on? And Raquel's like, yeah. And <laughs> it's very Coachella. Now I was like, maybe she is on mushrooms or something like I, I, we're going to get, so Lala is talking to Katie in the other room and she's doing a cheesy, dumb voice. And she's like, well, it's a good thing you don't have a man. The second that came out of her mouth, Katie, I think she immediately wanted to be like, retract, retract. You could tell. Christina hands Katie her toiletry bag and like, hey, I got this. And Christina's like, she was uh, listening to music. And Lala goes, Taylor Swift, <laughs> which by the way, Taylor Swift, uh, Taylor Swift. Wouldn't that be great if her name was Taylor Swift? I don't know. Taylor Swift Swift is releasing, was it four or six new songs tonight at midnight? And she opens up her tour in Arizona tomorrow night. My uh my my sister and my niece get to go. I'm so excited for them. Even though my if you listen to the episode on Monday, my mom says my sister wants to go more than my niece does. And I was like, tell my niece to like blow, 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 blow like the wind that way. I'll go. Christina um goes, hey girls, her whole room was covered in lights. And Katie was like, what? And by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe she really truly is an alien. And it was like a mothership coming to get Raquel of like, Raquel, you have not succeeded in making people believe you're a human being. We must beam you up. Uh, but Katie's like, what? And Lola's like, lights? And Christina goes all over the ceiling. And Lola goes, that she put up? And Christina's like, yeah, like from a projector. And Lola goes, is she going to murder us tonight? And they all bust up laughing. And... um. At this moment, we see Raquel standing just outside the doorway, eavesdropping on them, okay? Now, a couple thoughts on this. It is creepy to eavesdrop. It's also one of the staples, the bread and butter of reality shows is eavesdropping. Part of me would not be surprised if production heard this and said, Raquel, go listen to them right now. Go listen to them right now. That's just, I'm not standing up for Raquel at all. I just know that in situations on other shows, that's happened. And that's called, that's called good reality show, like making, you know, that's not what it's literally called. It would not that clunky, but you know what I'm saying? Because it causes drama. You get in Raquel's head. You know, that's why talking heads are so effective because once the other cast members hear it, you got a whole nother like explosion, uh, something that can be used in a different season. And Christina's like, I was not expecting to see those lights. And Lala's like, dude, you need to lock your door. I'm not kidding. And Katie's like, hide your kids. Hide your boyfriend. Hide your boyfriend. Hide your boyfriend. I mean, yeah. Katie, dead right. You might think it was mean in the moment. Dead right. 
Hide your boyfriend. Hide your boyfriend. Hide your boyfriend. Because we got a boyfriend stealer in our midst. And we're supposed to feel bad for her because of this. It's really complicated. The one ridiculous point I will say that I said earlier is that, remember, you're dealing with Lala, who likes to have a binky. Like, literally, remember when she sucks on the milk bottle with Sheena? iconic meme moment uh so many memes flew that day of uh lala in bed sucking on the baby's bottle that's the kind of thing that i'm talking about in terms of being hypocritical is that you can do that she brought a light projector both really funny both kind of understand it like you know we take our creature comforts i mean lala brought a blanket that her mom cleaned for her and she didn't want to get any of uh you know Raquel's mush on it and that's the point that I'm thinking is that like in those moments Lala you're under a blanket you brought and you probably have a baby's bottle with you because that comforts you uh listen the light projector I kind of think it's cool I I definitely wouldn't travel with one I usually even forget my toiletries so that's not gonna ever happen for me um but you know the other thing I was thinking you guys I was thinking like oh my god you know Sandoval probably loves this so like oh I can see the aurora borealis Raquel Raquel look there's the big dipper and I was like no you're the big dipper you stupid but you know what I'm saying like it's just, it's all, because it's like, everybody is ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. You're ridiculous. We all have these ridiculous things. I just sometimes feel like we forget in the moment, not us, the audience, but the characters in this show forget how ridiculous they are at times. So, um, anybody's like, okay, she's hitting here with that line with the food. I'm like, get the fuck out of here now. Remove yourself. And they show Raquel blowing her nose in the bathroom, crying. Raquel in a talking head goes, the last thing I was expecting was to be judged on like getting drunk and having fun. And Lala goes, I'm locking my fucking door tonight. I won't even lie. And Raquel cries herself to sleep. Um, also, that just shows like, you know, what? I mean, I've seen some drunk people. I've seen a, I've seen drunk dudes that have tried to throw people outside of windows. I mean, I've seen dudes and girls drunk where they change their whole personality. And that's what I was like, Raquel, in terms of weirdness, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's hard. Like, you guys have seen DJ James Kennedy drink. He becomes like, like, have you seen, I was watching all these past episodes. Remember that one season finale where he took a bunch of edibles and was drinking and he was just on another planet? Like, that dude changes his personality. Like, to me, Raquel was just like a weirdo, but not... I mean, not... I mean, listen, we we now know the evil that is to come. Um, so Lala's like, okay, anyways, next morning, it's a bright morning in Vegas. By the way, it looks like the sun is coming up in the shot. And all of a sudden they say it's like 1038 AM. It's like, what time does the sun rise in Vegas? Um, the girls are waking up, everybody's chatting. And, uh, Christina is like, Hey, is Andrew texted you again? Which was the guy she met with the mustache at disco pussy. And they flashed to that tattoo guy. And I guess they were texting like most of the night. Listen, I don't approve of this for Katie. I'm just going to say this. I don't approve of this man for Katie, but I don't think anything happened. But this is when you can tell that you really, truly are starting to be an adult. And you're starting because you're like, she's like, yeah, it would have been fun to meet him. But I was like tired. You know, it could have been a fun thing. You start making those decisions of like, 
I got stuff to do tomorrow. Do I want to go meet some dude or girl out there? Like, ah, you know, you make those kind of game time hard decisions. Like when the old days, when you're super young, you're like, yes, we're going to live forever. And then when you get older, you're like, we're going to live forever. But you know, the way we do it is with like a little sleep. Lala's looking at her blankie and she's like, look at this remnants of Raquel Levis. And Christina was like, do you think she remembers that conversation at all? And Lala goes, hey, this is Raquel. Like, I like this version. I like her without James. But when she showed up with on this bed last night with the mush, I was appalled. And Lala on a talking head goes, I have been the mo- the person that gets wasted and said the most out-of-pocket things you've ever heard in your life. Which then we get a flashback. Thank God for the editors. They remind us of all those times. Lala getting in someone's face, shoving them and saying, sit the fuck down. And then we see uh, Lala showing up. And this was a moment. And this, this pissed me off when Lala was like, I could see everybody here has not been working on their summer bodies at the Mondrian with DJ James Kennedy. Lala on a talking head goes, so I'm not judging her, but our journeys are not in alignment right now. Like, girl, if you don't call this judge, like, let's just call it out, though. You're judging her. It turns out it's okay to judge her. She, you know, you ended up being right. But it's like, you are, this is what we call judging. Lala says, I feel nervous at this point in my life, anyone who's going to be a liability and who's unpredictable. And that, of course, was, you know, because of what the situation I'm assuming she went through with Rand. And also, that, more to that Lala thing of her going like, I can't talk about Rand for like da-da-da-da-da-da. And I get that. But you've got to understand there's an audience that's completely curious about this stuff. And we don't know all the ins and outs of what you can and what you can't talk about. Like, yeah, we all think it sucks that you have to go through that situation. And we all are on your side when it comes to Randall Emmett. I mean, that's just like a no-brainer. And that's why I do want it brought up. But I under understand but you can't fault people for like really wanting to know the reality of your life because then it makes all of these other situations when you're going off insanely on other people which you're just like where is this anger coming from you're like that must be where it's coming from i want to know more about that um so anyways raquel's getting up and she's feeling a little embarrassed and Katie's like, well, that's that's a bit of a relief to hear. And Katie's like, well, what do you remember from last night? And Raquel's like, honestly, I don't even remember what I said. I just know I said something that was very offensive. And I think it was directed towards you, Lala. And Lala's like, yeah, I think anyone who is a woman would take offense to what you said. And Raquel's like, yeah, well, what the fuck did I say? And Katie's like, you said, well, thank God you don't have a man. And Raquel goes, Oh, God. And I was like, do you feel that way? Do you feel like that? If like someone said, I don't know if I would feel comfortable if you had one too many drinks around my dude. Do you really feel like, well, if you can't keep him, then here I am. Do you feel that way? And Raquel's like, no. And I think that's the disarming thing because Raquel comes off as this meek, mild manner thing. But maybe that's a ploy, uh, a tactic like any other thing, like Lala's uh, boisterous personality. Maybe Raquel's kind of stupid personality is that way to real dudes in. I don't know. I mean, like, but I, Tom Sandoval had a huge part in bringing her over to his dark side. Um also, I feel like it's funny if if Lala was with Randall, there's two options here. <laughs> Raquel would have been like, I'm good. Uh, have a good night, Randall. Oh, you know, like, like that's like she's like, uh, yeah, I uh, listen, I'm 
a man stealer and I don't even want a piece of that. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm good. Lala's like, if you do feel that way, then I'm not your audience. I don't want anything to do with it. I respect people's relationships. And quite honestly, I feel like you do too. Because even six years ago, when I drunkenly hooked up with your ex-fiance, like, that's still something I feel. It doesn't feel great, right? And Raquel's like, yeah. And Raquel goes, I don't think any of this would have happened had you not had one too many. That's an interesting point Lala actually bringing up. I think there is... Uh, a world in which Raquel has started drinking and partaking on other things too much. Um, you know, there are times like that. I think she has to face that. There is a real possibility of that from just the behavior. I would like to be able to blame it on something else instead of just a black soul. But the other thing is that's really funny is that Lala just unintentionally makes me laugh and I think makes us laugh sometimes too because she self-owns herself in a certain way because she's like, yeah, I know it's bad because when I cheated on you, (laughs) when I cheated with your boyfriend, like she brings herself up as an example of why it's bad, but she's like, Lala goes, I don't do that. And then she brings up an example where she did that and I was watching like, am I on punked is ashton kutcher gonna come out like ryan bailey we did all of this just to watch you watch this scene like because i just was like wait a sec this is confusing to me again lala said this last week and i'm like i don't understand what is happening here lala did like lala and lala was wasted horrible lala's turned her life around or that part of it um but it still happened it still happened she still did go after somebody's guy like i mean I, I'm not crazy. I'm not. Cra- I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. Raquel and I talking. I goes. It's a little weird that La La of all people is schooling me about respecting relationships when she was the one that slept with my boyfriend. And then they have to get out because it's like ten, you know, eleven o'clock. And Raquel's like, "This is a textbook definition of a hypocrite." Raquel, it is a textbook definition of a lot of things. I, I mean, listen. It, I just keep thinking, man, how would we view this episode if none of this shit had come out? Anyways, Lala, uh, Lala's like, hey, girls, you want to shower or bath? And Katie's like, I only do a bath when I'm trying to relax. And Lala's like, okay, we'll shower together. Put our legs up like this and we can, you know, they're talking about shaving each other's legs. And I'm like, hey, you know, I have time. Let's watch this scene. But they don't show it. The girls pack up out of Paris. They're all driving. They got two hours and 31 minutes to get to Lake Havasu. And, uh, it's cute. They're, um, taking selfies in the car. We flip over to Valley Village at Schwartz's apartment and Sheena's like, Hey, and she was like, hi, oh, I'm Tom. I hope you don't mind. It's a Saturday. And there's a a stylist that Sheena brought over with a huge rack of clothes and Schwartz is in a long blue terry cloth bathrobe. And Sheena's like, this is how he dresses. He needs help. And Sheena's trying to maneuver this rack full of clothes into Schwartz's cramped department and it looks the same that it's looked every you know every time and um like shorts is like it's not always like this and i'm like it's been like this every episode which like i think katie must be that must have been the clean one i i'm a mess too man like i i mean honestly like i but it's just it's just funny um, Sheena talking is like, I definitely feel like I'm someone shorts can reach out to and relate to because I've been through a divorce. Um, and we flash back to Sheena from last week or two weeks ago where Sheena's like, I'm going to help you get your Schwartz back. And this is, like I said, with that Kiki part one is, uh, of, of so bad. It's good. Is that this is kind of, to me, the setup scene is like getting the Schwartz back. It's like getting the force back. It's like, yeah, okay. And it's like, it's a story. It's a storyline. It's not fake, fake, but it's just, it's like a bit, it's a bit. And 
we need to spice up Tom's wardrobe. And Sheena's like, we need the big dick energy coming from Schwartz. So whenever I can do personally to help him get there, I want to do. And Shira, the designer is like, I bought, I brought you some vintage, some retail clothes. Schwartz takes a shirt and he's like, cool. And she's like, I like that. And Schwartz is like, I'm pasty though. He's handing all these clothes. He's coming out and modeling. It's like a little montage. And Schwartz is like, oh my God, this is going to be painful when I realize I can't afford any of this stuff. I'm happy with my Levi 511s right now. They're like 60 bucks. And Shira's like, well, we'll go through and see and purge your closet. And Schwartz is like, um. And Shira is rummaging through Schwartz's closet. And Shira's like, does this bring you joy? And he's like, it doesn't. And throws it on this pile. By the way, did we see the Bubba dress that he used to wear on like pooling? I think I saw that on the floor. And he's like, oh, I could give that to one of my brothers, that shirt. And she was like, they don't want that. And I'm like, have you seen his brothers? They probably do want that. Schwartz picks up a shirt out of the pile. And Schwartz is like, oh, no, Joe, my roommate, would rock this. She has like a funky eclectic style. And, uh, you know, this is that thing, guys, like, you know, from everyone that's telling me things, Joe thinks of Schwartz is is his is her boyfriend but schwartz says it's i it's like seems like such a mess and there's been so much stuff that has come out and pictures and stuff like that who knows she was like do you want to keep the couple's costume and he's like maybe i'll give it to katie she loves biodome which is a poly shore movie and they show a picture of that and it's just funny because i forgot that was like one of the things they like to watch poly shore movies together and she was like, put it in the Katie pile. We should have a Katie pile. We cut to the girls in Lake Havasu. And uh, Christina goes, I noticed last night your mom seemed to have a tiny little bit of hope, you know, like that things could still work out. And we flash back to Terry, you know, saying like, they're not divorced. They're barely moved out of their home. They're selling their home. It's an emotional thing. I'm having emotions about it. And like, I kind of didn't take that like Christina took that, like, I don't know if it was a tiny ray of hope. It was just stating something that was just obvious that this is a very painful thing and it's a process. It's not like you just make some decision and every emotion, every feeling goes away. It's just, that's not how my experience was with it. And I don't think it's anybody's experiences with it that actually are feeling people. And Katie explains, it's like, listen, Tom has spent every holiday with my family for the last 10 something years. And Christina's like, it's crazy to think you can spend so much time with somebody and everything and then your whole life and that's it. They're gone. That's it. And I'm like, Christina, calm down, man. This is like, it's too hard to hear because that's really the thing is that that's the thing you wrestle with. Not even the death of a phase, that phase of your marriage or relationship. You deal with the death of in one instant, it's gone then is that, you know, you don't have more of those down the line. You know, what? what is Carol Radswell said, uh, you know, 10 seasons ago on New York? I only have five good summers left. I mean, Carol's in her like 16th summer since she said that. But you think about that, you know, like when you're in the relationship, you don't think about how many more Christmases you have with this person. Um, and that's the hard thing. Like, that's the thing that I, I still struggle with five or six years out, you know. Um, you know, it's crazy. I knew my, I know my wedding date, but I don't know my divorce date. You know, like I don't know the official date and like, why would I, why would I, why would I, why would I choose to remember that date? 
And because it would just be something that I, I wouldn't want to ever celebrate, you know? And also, I don't think it's weird to have a divorce party or something. I didn't have one. I think my ex's friends took her on one when the divorce papers were finally signed. And I kind of liked that. I mean, I thought that was good. That's good friend. That's being a good friend. But I didn't even want that. I didn't want... There's nothing... Like, I can sometimes see from a... I don't know. Anyways, we're back to Schwartz, um, who's still figuring out how to dress. And... Um, you know, he puts on these Gucci shoes that Katie bought him. And she was like, do you think like for his mental and emotional health that he should have a ton of items in the closet that remind him of his marriage that he's no longer in? And she was like, I think we can put it in some sort of archival box uh, for you. And Schwartz is like, oh, in a box? And I'm like, Schwartz, wait, look around. All of your shit is in boxes. Like, it's just going to be another box. I'm staring at three boxes in your living room right now during the show. Like, I love that it was like, what's a box? Oh, a box a box of clothes and memories i've got it um sheena is like well katie's the one planning this girl's trip to celebrate the divorce and so it's like it's not a divorce party and sheena's like it is and he's like what and she's like yeah so i think this week i'll throw you guys like a boys night but i'll host it so i can come schwartz and a talking head's like hearing the words divorce party i can't help but feeling a little bit of a sense of obligation like i don't know get sloppy, make out with someone. And I'm like, oh, you mean like you did during the marriage? Like, what? <laughs> what's the difference? I mean, if you really wanted to throw it for a loop and do something opposite, why don't you just stay home and watch a good, like, you know, movie or like, read a book? Um, Sheena's like, just celebrate getting the Schwartz back. We don't have to celebrate divorce. And he's like, okay, like, I don't want to get a prostitute if that's what you're... And she's like, no! Schwartz and a talking head goes, she's having a divorce party? I'm having a guy's night. And I just think, and this is me just on a soapbox, I don't think there is any nobility of Schwartz comparing anything because at the end of the day, no matter how much you like Schwartz, how much you still like Schwartz, he's good looking, he's charming, he's funny, all of this stuff, is that Schwartz had a major failure in his commitment to Katie. And that's really hard to admit to yourself. It's hard to admit where you're at fault. And there's no like, oh, you know, you can feel bad for yourself. But I think in that feeling bad for yourself, he needs to realize how huge of a part he played in all of this. Um, so it's interesting when then people want to like, oh, get your Schwartz back. I'm like, you've always been the same I don't know. Schwartz walks out in another planned outfit and he's like, look at this guy. He looks good. And she's like, that's a vibe. Oh my God. You got a little pep in your step. And Schwartz is like, Joe, you can stop hiding underneath the bed. No, he didn't say that. Anyways, Schwartz is like, I feel like I could open up another bar. I'm smiling. And I'm like, that's not a good feeling, Schwartz. Let's not open another bar at all. And she's like, get in your Schwartz back. Anyways, back in the rental car, Katie's like, well, I want him to be like my best friend. And we just got to work out like some fucking kinks. Apparently this line to me. And I think uh, if you watch Katie and watch what happens live last night, she is not, you know, she's, she's said, listen, we are not at that place right now. And, you know, when I heard Katie initially talking about this in the first episode about being friends, just as somebody that had been through that, I was like, oof, cause I know what that's like. I know 
And I know that feeling of wanting that and thinking like, no, I can really commit to that. I can be a really good friend to her or a really good friend to him. I can do that. I know I can do that. I can be, that's who I can be. I can be a great friend to this person. And you realize, unfortunately, and it's like really painful, is that you realize it just doesn't work. And it's uh, that's the thing that kills because the person was your friend. The person was, you had all of these huge talks that nobody is there for, nobody could possibly understand. And that's like the, the rough thing because then like even when, you know, I, I you know, when we it, just using my personal experience is that when you would have those conversations that made you feel really good, you're like, oh my God, this is exactly why I love you. You know, it would then, you know, there would just be that weird element where, you know, one of us, you know, would, or both of us would walk away and just be like, oh. That was good in the moment, but it makes me feel bad afterwards, you know? And it's just hard. That's like such a, this adult lesson to learn that there's no joy in learning. There's not no happiness to that. And I really am shocked when the people can really do that. I'm just like, what do you know that I don't? Um, so Christina's like, I think it's good because sometimes people, when they go through breakups, people treat them as a death. Like with DJ James Kennedy, did you have a sit down talk with him, Raquel, and talk it out and be like, this isn't working? Or did you have to kind of leave abruptly and that was that? And Raquel's like, um, after he exploded at my dad at Thanksgiving and how he was like so enraged on the car ride back home to the hotel saying my dad is only with my mom because he's miserable and he's pathetic and like my mom's a bitch. Raquel in a talking head goes... He couldn't stop saying low blows like my dad is just miserable because he's married to a fat bitch and that my dad isn't a good dad. So in that car ride, I told him he either needs to shut up or like I'm going to kick him out and he's going to be stranded in the middle of the desert. She starts weirdly giggling at that moment. Um, This is what I also want to say is that two things can be true at, at the same time is that Raquel can be a horrible person. And DJ James Kennedy can be a horrible person. And hopefully we learn and we grow and all that stuff. But remember, this DJ James Kennedy is funny as hell. The show does need him. It needs that. He's really a funny, funny guy. Um, and I don't mean funny in like a, um, you know, Chris Rock. Like, he, oh, how many funny observations about the world? He's just funny. He like, likes to drag people. He says weird things. It's funny. But he's really like insanely mean because this is like, I totally believe this. I totally believe this. But it also makes me think, why did Raquel stay with him this long? And the thing I keep coming back to is that we've seen them on reality show as a couple for many seasons, and I still don't know how their relationship worked. Think about how many scenes we saw, the puppy party, the apartments, all of this stuff, all of these scenes, you know, them trying to convince Raquel he was cheating on her, which he was, and I still can't get a read on what that relationship was like when the cameras are off. We're, we're off, you know? Anyways, we see a photo of Raquel's family and, uh, you know, at the engagement party four months before the Thanksgiving fiasco, which is just wild. Raquel's like, well, I was going to leave him when he went to London to visit his dad. And Lala's like, were you going to tell him though? And she was like, no, I was going to pack up all my stuff and leave the ring box with the ring in it with a note. And Lala's like, woo. And Christina's like, oh my God. I mean, that's like wild. And that's the kind of like, what was that relationship like? Like where, you know, Raquel in a lot of ways was planning an escape from DJ James Kennedy. And once again, if this was a different, if we did not know that information about Tom Sandoval, this would have been a moment, as somebody that's watched reality shows their whole life, 
that you would have pointed back and go, wow, survivor, survivor. And now it's unfortunate because like, what did you survive? You survived something to go on and be a worse person than DJ James Kennedy is right now. Like there's no, there's no glory in that by hurting somebody else horribly. Raquel goes like, I feel like in the relationship that when I'm so focused on James, I lost my identity. And now being single, like, okay, this is my new identity. I'm a single girl in LA. And Lala goes like, what does that mean? What am I supposed to, what, you know, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing? And she's like, yeah, who am I? Literally people have been asking Raquel, who are you? And you know what my answer is? Lala goes, what? And she goes, Tom Sandoval's girlfriend. No, she goes, I don't know. And that's so dark. Because when you don't know, you're a blank slate. You have no morals. And somebody, anybody can come around and put whatever they want into you. I don't mean a dick or I mean like their belief system or love me. Love, you know, like they can put, they, you're like a mirror. You're like a blank canvas that anybody can come around and you can make them feel good because they can put anything in you and you'll be like, this is great. And I truly believe like this is a lost, lost person. And I just keep coming back to you would feel a lot of sympathy if she didn't make the decision she did. When you're lost and blank, like there's a difference not knowing. um, There's a difference between not uh, knowing that you can't put metal in a microwave and then cheating with one of your best friends that is in a nine-year relationship. There's a huge difference. Huge. So, um, you know, Raquel starts getting emotional and Katie actually goes, it's okay. You got to figure this shit out. I I, I don't know that, you know, it's kind of like, and Lala's like, are you crying? And Katie's like, it's a beautiful time in life to figure it out. You know? And Raquel's like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know who I am. This is so dark. And Christina's like, you're going to be figuring it out. I feel like you're holding in a lot of emotion, like a lot. And she's like, I'm good at doing that. And Katie's like, I'm a pro at that. Lala goes, Katie relates to that. And Raquel's like, I'm just trying to figure out my life. And she's crying. And Lala goes, okay, let's pull over for a second. And Raquel's like, I feel shaky. I don't feel good. And she's like, like sick? Are you having an anxiety panic attack? Get out of the car. Raquel, breathe in through your mouth and out through your nose. And Christina's like, put it on the AC. And Raquel's like, I can't even breathe through my nose. Christina's like, can you breathe better now? And Lala's like, okay, Lala. Lala goes, Raquel, okay, it's in through your nose, out through your mouth. And Raquel's like, you were telling me in through my mouth and out through my nose. I can't even do that. You know, it's like, girl, I mean, like, on, like she's like, Tom Sandoval taught me how to breathe. He taught me how to fart last week. It's amazing. Christina goes, it's good to hear you laugh. You're okay. And she's like, no, I'm a mess. And Lala's like, no, you're not. And she's like, no, I am. I really am. She really is. She really, let's take her word for it. She really is. Everybody wants to say too, that this Tom Sandoval relationship was potentially already going on now. I've got so many people saying that is not the case. Uh, believe what you want. I just think she was legitimately a mess and that led 
her straight into the arms of Tom Sandoval, if you want to call it that. But I don't believe, I just believe she was genuinely lost. This wasn't her feeling guilty for Ariana and all that stuff. I think it was just feeling like not knowing who the fuck she is in this world. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But I wanted to take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week. This week, we are sponsored, so bad it's good, is sponsored by Factor. Uh, and that is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And I'm not joking about this. I don't know. I, I they've 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 been a sponsor on this show before. And what I think is cool is that. Okay, listen. I'll just be honest with you. It, I'm lazy. You guys. I mean, I'm not lazy at this, but I'm lazy at a lot of other things. And I really will eat whatever's in front of me. And I've got to be careful about that because I got to learn. I got to put good things in my stomach. And I was working out with the trainer before I hurt my knee. And we were talking about meal plans and he was like, dude, you got to do factor. And I was like, dude, they're one of my sponsors. And then we high-fived and hugged. We didn't do the hug or the high-five, but he did recommend Factor. And I was like, that's crazy. They're one of my sponsors. But you can get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. I mean, that's really it. You get to pick from options. They deliver it to your door. The meals are delicious, and they are under 550 calories, um, and it, it's just amazing. You can look and feel your best in time for warmer weather, and my gosh, we need that in California. It has been raining nonstop here. But a lot of people, like me, are too busy to cook, and I'm just not good at cooking. So with Factor, you get to skip that trip to the grocery store. You skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, too. Factor is also fresh. It's never frozen. Meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. And then you're thinking, well, that's probably just, that's like cardboard. It's going to taste like cardboard. Guys, it doesn't. I, they sent me and my parents a whole thing because my parents even got into this. Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live to the fullest. Now get this, you can also choose from keto 
which I did. You can do vegan and veggie, you can do calorie smart, and you can do protein plus options on the menu each week. Like I said, they're prepared by chefs and it's approved by dietitians and my trainer. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. And what I like is that like they don't, it's not just like some protein bar. They make it good that you're eating a meal. So you have 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options. Every week, there's always something new to try. You can enjoy meals for any time of day with breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, you can replenish your snack supply because they have an assortment of like 45 plus add-ons you could also add. Um, And listen, you got to cut back on the takeout. I know, I know. I love it too, but you got to. Put the takeout money into something that's going to make you look and feel good. Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery. You put the time and money you save towards planning activities for when the weather warms up. So eating vegan or veggie is also a snap with Factor. Each meal, like I said, prepared by the chefs. Factor Meals has all of the ingredients you want, nothing you don't. Um, and if you're looking to mix up that vegan ve- ve- veggie option, you can also add the protein to it. So get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. It is ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com, that's F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S.com slash SoBad50. I'm going to put this in the show notes as well. Go check it out for yourself. Don't just say no. Go check it out. Do it for the show. Do it for me, but also do it for you. Use code SOBAD50 to get 50% off your first box. So that's code SOBAD50 at factormeals.com slash SOBAD50. 50% off your first box. Uh, this is taking forever. Each moment is like a whole meal. I got to just start rushing through this, but I, there's so much to talk about, man. I was just, uh, I took a, a little break and I was checking some DMs really quick because the whole Lala repost and stuff. And it's really wild. Like I get so many messages that really, it's like, it cuts down the middle. Some people are like, finish Lala. Like, you know, like, oh, I hate her. Da, 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 da. And some people are like, me where I'm trying to like go like, listen, we some of the things that Lala does potentially tacky, but you have to realize there's a larger purpose, lawyer bills, her daughter, all of this stuff. Um, so it's really interesting to and that's the thing when you do this and you like work on it so hard and you start to have a little bit of an audience or something, and I, I don't take that lightly, is that you get so many different opinions on top of your own opinion. And it's so funny the people that want you to go harder and then the people that want you to go side, it, it can get really confusing. And it's like really like, I just, I've always, like, you know how you guys watch the show? It's like how I watch the show. You watch it. You have your own opinion. And sometimes you'll read other things people say and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I really think that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't know. It's, it's anyway. So, um, so Christina is there in that car and Lala's like last night, Raquel, from my perspective as someone who saw it. Cause I know you're replaying that whole situation in your mind. You're funny. You're cute. You enjoyed yourself. And this is Lala. Like this is where it's like, they're being nice to her and saying like, it's okay. It's okay. And Lala's like, we're all good. Everything is fine. But like, you got to think from Raquel's standpoint, Lala has meant so like, there is this Raquel idolizing Lala in this really like holding her on this pedestal because she Lala, you know, she's never been good enough for Lala. So uh, Lala's like, hey, we're going to have an amazing time in Havasu, which is, you know, 
what you say if you went to Arizona State University. Uh, keep your head where your feet are, whatever that means. And Kyle's like, I'm fine. And Katie's like, breathe through to your toes, out through the top of your head. <laughs> I just kept writing in this scene. I was like, this was such a nice scene. By the way, I have it playing in the TV in the background. And it's at this scene right now. And it's like, they were so nicer in this moment that Raquel, even though it kind of falls apart in these next couple of scenes, you just keep thinking, why did you keep pushing for Schwartz and why did you it's like this weird thing like did you think you were getting back at somebody or were you just that were you were you just wanting the D that bad like there's so many dudes like there's so many dudes anyways we're finally at Lake Havasu and uh they pull up it's like a really nice place actually for for what I imagine Lake Havasu is they get in there and Katie's like, we had an eventful 24 hours, but we're in Havasu now. And I just want to have girl time and bond and talk to cute boys. And Charlie arrives. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, man, Charlie is like, it's not like a law law. Like Charlie's another person. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with man. Like I, if you guys, one of my favorite interviews I've ever done was in the first year of this podcast. I think it was, it, you know, cause that was during the pandemic when this started and Charlie was nice enough to come on and I didn't really know her well. My friend Mallory set it up actually. And we had the best conversation and she'd only been featured like just minutely on the show. And through this, like, cause remember all of like the, the stuff that they would make fun of her about, about her eating, like the never eating pasta and the avocado and all of this stuff is that in the interview later on, like it comes out why she was like, had issues with food and stuff. And it's just, uh, it just goes to show you these reality shows can't give you a, somebody's whole history. And it also shows you like in another situation where girls or guys or any of us, we see something weird and we make fun of it. I do it on a daily basis and you just don't get to know the 360 of any situation when you just get to see these little moments. But, you know, we're sophisticated in a sense that you we usually can pick up on what the other person means. But anyways, Charlie gets in and she's like, yeah, nice house. All right. And Charlie meets Christina for the first time. She's like, all I know about Christina Kelly is that she used to work at Sir. Oh, and now she sells lip balm for a living, which I did look at. Just like, I didn't even know she sells lip balm. Charlie goes, I'm so excited to be here, but I need a beer like now. And she cracks open a beer. And Katie's like, okay, we're just getting ready to go out. We cut over to Tom Tom. Drinks are flowing. It's hopping. Tom and Tom walk in. Tom, by the way, is in this red sweater thing. And you guys, don't freak out. He's wearing the lightning necklace. He's wearing that damn lightning necklace. And everybody's like, see, that's when it started. I hate to break it to you. He owned that that you know, necklace way before. Anyways, Tom walk in there, you know, Hey, listen, there's stars in Tom, Tom, their names on the building. They own like, you know, 5% each. And uh, he's like, shorts is like, yeah, ladies, that's my favorite spot to sit too. All right. They go behind the bar and, uh, Max comes in Lisa's, uh, Lisa's son, who's now had quite, remember when he was uh, just a busser, and then he was a waiter, and now he's a manager. He's all dressed up. We see his little chesticle, chest hairs, and Tom's like, Maximus! And Sandoval's like, how many covers tonight? And he's like, 150, yeah? Oh, okay. Well, we want to revisit some of the cocktail menu. And Schwartz is like, yeah, like add a little spritzer, a summertime spritzer on the menu. And Sandoval's like, plus, it's nice to come into a bar that's actually open and running. <laughs> and Sandoval goes like, it's been dark, man. It's been dark. 
look, Greg the good guy, Greg's the other, uh, I guess, owner, I don't know, at uh, Shorts and Sandy. He's like, he's a hard worker, tons of experience, but we're not seeing eye to eye. Things We got to get this bar open. We get a flashback to two weeks earlier where Greg's like, okay, we've got two different agendas. The reality is we're not finished and we got a lot of work to do here, boys. Like an insurmountable amount. Uh, Greg always just looks chapped. He just looks like he's like just very dry skin. Sandoval and a talking head's like, Tom Tom has been such a consistent, reliable thing in my life. Otherwise, I'm just kind of like lost at sea. You know who else was a consistent, reliable thing? Say it with me. Ariana. Sandoval's like, um, uh, how you doing? And Schwartz is like, I'm okay. I'm torn. Like I've been deliberating about whether or not taking Lisa up on her offer is the right decision. Like my head says, do it. My heart says, don't do it. And I'm like, Schwartz, what do your ankles say? Hey, put some shoes on me. <laughs> Santa was like, really? What if we pull our money out? We rob ourselves of a future with Tom Tom for sure. And we invest in Schwartz and Sandy's and Schwartz and Sandy's flops. Like we're literally left with nothing. And Schwartz is like, well, that that's a horrible thought, man. And Santa was like, you know, us and Greg, we've had our ups and downs, but he knows that neighborhood. He's been in the industry for like, long time we need them and Schwartz is like let's go in there tomorrow feel it out I'm optimistic about the tasting tomorrow oh I got an idea I'm going to consult someone well that I consult for all of my important financial decisions if it wasn't for this person I would have never actually moved forward with Schwartz and Sandy's and I was literally in that moment going like oh my god like is this an actual like is it somebody from like who like this sounds like a and and you know he goes it's my magic eight ball yeah this dork brought a magic eight ball the time he's like the magic eight ball oh it's an app should we divest from tom tom yes definitely and santa was like no and he's like it says yes definitely and santa was like well let you think about it we gotta think about it dj james kennedy comes in and santa was like Okay, we definitely need money. We gotta figure it out. DJ James Kennedy's like, there they are. All right. Schwartz is like, good to see you, dude. Are you a fan of spritzes? And James is like, I'll do that palm spritz if you can make one. And then Schwartz is like, how about a beer spritz? And James is like, what's a beer spritz? I'll show you. And then Santa was like, Schwartz, like he mixes everything with beer. And Schwartz is like, I'm about to blow your fucking mind. And um, I just wrote in a big capital letter, this is about to make me puke. And once again, as soon as I start thinking about it, it, it's right. Like they're literally putting like Coors Light with lemon. I'm just like, oh, gross. And he's like, oh, it's delicious. And James sips it. He's like, yes. James is just happy that, you know, people want to hang out with him. George is like, tomorrow night, let's have a guy's night. I'm like, what are we calling this night? Isn't this a guy's night? Schwartz is like, Let's go, like, to fucking Sky Bar. Let's be hooligans and have a nice little guy's night out. Plus Sheena. Sheena's one of the dudes. And James is like, just Sheena. None of the other girls. No, they're all in Havasu. Because that, it wouldn't be guy's night. I can put Sheena as one of the guys. And Sam was like, guy's night. And James is like, because honestly, I kind of need, I need that. You know, Ali, like, kind of expressed to me, like, I should just not be around Raquel right now. I need to separate myself. This Ali is dead on right, man. Ali is right. He shouldn't be around Raquel. Like, they are broken up. Like, there's no reason. We get a flashback to the Canyon Club with Ali going, 
uh, doofus, why don't you just stop talking to your exes? It was cool in the beginning, but Raquel has kind of been around too much, boys, and I need to cut that off, you know? James and a talking head's like, Raquel wouldn't even have known Tom and Tom if it wasn't for me, let alone Sheena, Lala, anyone, like, find your own life. Next thing you know, next thing you know, it's DJ fucking Raquel at See You Next Wednesday at Sir. Like, okay, fuck off. He's so ridiculous. Like, you know, it's like the, you they dated for like four or five years. And he's like, these are my friends. <laughs> James is like, guys, night would be great, you guys. But Sheena, fine, given. But that's it, though. And Sandoval's like, let's have some fun. You, you know, James just texted me earlier and like, let's get Schwartz's dick wet. Let's go, dude. They got a pool. And this is like, this is like sad because... This is literally happening after Ariana had to put Charlotte down if we're to go by what we're seeing. And it's like, I, I guess you got a show, but it's like, you know, sometimes fuck the show, you know? Anyways, they take us to back to beautiful Lake Havasu and the girls are at this uh, Martini Bay food, cocktails, and fun. And they're just like, you know, chill, la la, um... Law's like, this is romantic. Tonight's going to be chill. We'll have dinner. We'll go back to the house. Raquel to Charlie is like, you should have seen me last night. Did you hear about a thing called a microwave? No, she goes, uh, actually, I'm happy you didn't see me last night. And Lola's like, no, it was like a rare gift. When Raquel drinks, she completely turns into a different person. And once again, I'm just confused. I'm like, I don't think of her as a different person. She just seems, I don't know. Um, Christina goes, no, this is different. This isn't like normal, like, oh, you're fine. And Lala goes, liability. This is what confuses me, though. They kind of like were so nice to her in that car ride. And now it's switched again. And I don't know what the why the switch. I don't know what scene they took out or what we didn't see to get it back to this. Like, if you saw somebody have a panic attack, would you go back to liability? And Raquel just sighs like, ah. Uh, they start ordering drinks and um, Katie uh, said, yeah, you know, to Charlie, like we had fun last night. And Charlie's like, what's the vibe at uh, Vanderpump Paris? Did you meet anybody? And Katie's like, oh, speaking of, our server Oliver was pretty cute. Um, and Raquel doesn't say anything. And they're all grinning at her. And Katie puts her menu in front of her face. Charlie's wondering what's up. And, you know, Raquel's like, you guys, I'm going to go home now. And... You know, Raquel kind of scoffs and Charlie's like, what happened? Oh, you know, I had a lot of drinks. And Katie's like, a little kissy kissy. And Charlie's like, you guys made out? And she's like, yeah. And Lala's like, on the dance floor of disco pussy. And Charlie's like, I want to see a picture of what he looks like. And they show him. He's like, oh, cute, 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 cute. And Raquel's like, Lala was into him too. Which is weird because it's like Lala was interested in too. That is another thing of like, that does make Raquel more interested in him as well. And Charlie goes, and then you swooped like, like earlier Lala said punted. Charlie says swooped, you know, there's so much activity for these people and picking up people. I always just like, go. I opened my mouth and said, hi, uh, Raquel's like, yeah, but Lala gave me permission to do that. And Lala was like, I was like, I have no intention of like making out with him or smashing. So like, yeah. 
Lala goes, by the way, that wasn't the thing. We were fine. It was when we got back to the room and I said, bottom line is, I'm going to be honest with you. You with one too many drinks, I would never trust you around my man. And then she said, well, thank God you don't have a man. And Charlie's like, oh, Charlie and I talking to her goes, so what it sounds like is that someone, a.k.a. Lala, didn't get chosen and is a little bit bitter. Charlie goes, Raquel never gets ballsy, and I like to see sometimes Raquel get her confidence. I'm not saying it's the right thing to say. And Lala goes, let me tell you one thing. As a woman, that comment was not only offensive, it was so wrong on so many levels. And Charlie's like, of course it was offensive, but what I'm saying is, and Lala's like, it should never be anything to be proud of. Anything. And... This is what I'm talking about. Lala lights people up when she's sober. Lala lights people up when she's drunk. I don't, you know, there's differences in Lala. I'm proud that she's sober, but, you know, it is interesting when somebody then thinks that they can speak for every woman in the world, and you guys are majority women, is this, uh, Charlie and I talking, he goes, I don't know who made Lala the spokesperson of women, but we need to find a new president, like a manager. I mean, she's like the last person I'd want to speak for me. Talk about how you went from a mansion back to an apartment. Yeah, let's get that one. That must have infuriated Lala when she heard that. I don't know if she got, they get the episode early. So she must have been livid. Because listen, Lala cuts deep. Lala says things like Charlie does. So it's got to hurt because that's like the kind of shit that Lala has said in Talking Heads over the years. So Lala says, a comment like that takes me back to a time where it's like, I'm in high school and a cheerleader from the opposing team is trying to snatch my man up, you know? Like, dude, Lala makes Utah seem like insane, And Charlie's like, no, I think Raquel is. Lala goes, finding her voice. And Charlie's like, yeah. Raquel in a talking head goes, there was a moment in the car where I felt like maybe we could get to a place where we could all be friends. And we do have a lot in common, but I'm not going to take this shit anymore. Now, if she didn't turn out to be a asshole, that would have been a big moment of like finding your voice. But now it's just sad because it's all ruined. Raquel goes, honestly, if anybody should be on edge about you being with their man... Okay, Lala, you slept with DJ James Kennedy. And Lala goes, you got to get over it, baby. Got to get over it. That was six years ago. Katie looks concerned. Raquel's like, but I should trust you around my man? And Lala goes, but why? You're the one who slept with my man. And Lala goes, I was drinking. And Raquel goes, I was drinking too. And Charlie goes, that's pretty valid what she's saying. And Lala goes, you're taken six years ago to present day. Where are we now? Yeah, let's not forget you tried to make out with Schwartzy. Raquel goes, yeah, I initiated a make out. And Katie's now shaking her head like, oh. And Raquel goes, it didn't happen. And Lala goes, what did she do to you? You said something to me that happened six years ago. You want to hold on to six years ago, honey? I've lived a billion lifetimes since then. Oh my God. Is Lala a Scientologist? Is she L. Ron Hubbard? Like, and Charlie goes... Well, you just brought it to her, Lala. It's new. And Lala goes, and we've learned why. We've learned why. If you can't respect that, then it's your issue. And Raquel goes, I don't respect that. I don't respect that you slept with James while we were together. I know you keep saying like the comment was so offensive to every single woman in the world. And Lala's like, it was shocking. And I personally felt offended for anyone in a relationship. And Raquel goes, I feel like I need to stand up for myself a lot. And Lala goes, well, that ain't the way to do it. It really is. 
a powerful scene. And like I said, if you didn't know she was cheating with Sandoval or about to cheat with Sandoval, you might have once again felt sorry for her. And she did, like, this is the other thing, too. They keep talking about six years ago and stuff. And Lala goes, that was a billion lifetimes ago. But if you think, like, isn't Lala like 34, 35, you know, and Raquel's 28? I mean, this is a weaker uh, version of 28-year-old Lala. And she, you know, Raquel was drinking, Lala was drinking. Like I keep saying, there are more similarities here than, I, I don't know. That's the that's the thing, because I want to listen to everything Lala says. And believe me, I am, and I'm doing that. But it's like hard, because you see all of these glaring omissions. And uh, Raquel goes, I feel like Lala is being a hypocrite. And Katie goes, why is she being a hypocrite? She was shamed for sleeping with a guy who, to your knowledge, was separated, right? And Lala goes, where are you getting with this? You slept with a married man, Lala. Okay. We get a flashback to 2016 and this is where the show keeps records of everything. And Ariana's like, you know, with Lala, Ariana goes, I know that there's some things that have been going around, you know, all the married man rumors. And then we see Katie in a different scene going, I'm also sitting here with someone pretending they didn't have a married boyfriend. And so we see those and you got to remember the history of the show. That was it. Everybody was like, dude, you are dating a married man. But it is fucked up to the point is that why do women have to take on the men's responsibility? Women get shamed way more than men do. And we're even kind now. Listen, gigantic fuck you to Tom Sandoval. I don't know. What is it? Is it because we think uh, women are so much smarter and so much wiser? I mean, like, what what really is it? Is it is it the um, is it the power dynamic that, you know, uh, is that we like to keep women down? What What is it? Why do we do this? Like, why are we hands off on Randall? Because he can afford more lawyers? By the way, that guy is like leveraged to the hilt. That guy, really, I'm shocked that he has two pennies to his name. Like, I, I mean, honestly, why does like the law have to end up taking these men down after decades like Tom Girardi? Uh, then uh, why does that have to happen? I don't get it. But we do, we are quick to point the fingers, you know, and women do play a part. Women are not absolved of all guilt of anything, but it is these men. And then we shame the women and all of a sudden we label them whores and things like that. And sometimes it's just a confusing concept for me. Uh, and then you see women tear each other down about that. But like Ariana said a couple uh, episodes ago, it's like, why don't, why don't we look at uh, Schwartz over here? Why are we fighting all the women instead of like the person that potentially started this? Uh, so Katie goes, so listen, I've been very, very, very gracious to you, but I don't have to be Raquel. I could literally light your ass on fire for what you've done. And like I said, in that moment, like Katie's completely validated in those feelings. Lala, it's like a little fuzzier for me, a lot fuzzier for me. But Katie, it's like, dude, if you did that to somebody, I, I would be livid. It would have crushed me. Katie continues, I'm not divorced from this man. And Raquel's like, I didn't make out with Schwartz. And Lala goes, stop taking credit for not making out with Schwartz. Schwartz didn't make out with you. That's a valid point, but at the same time, Schwartz didn't make out with her because the camera was there. Like, I genuinely think he would have done it. Raquel's like, oh, okay. And Lala goes, it didn't happen. Not because you weren't a stand-up chick. It happened because Schwartz denied you. And Raquel's like, okay, but you slept with a married man if you want to break it down. Lala goes, I don't need you to break down my situation that I lived because you don't know shit about it. So I recommend you disengage immediately. And Raquel's like... 
people are calling you a mistress. Why do you think that is? He was married. Really ballsy on Raquel's part. And Lola's like, disengage, bitch. <laughs> I like that we're all of a sudden on like Star Trek. I'm like, permission to come aboard? Yes, Captain. Engage. Disengage, bitch. Lala on a talking head goes, the word mistress hits such a nerve with me because Randall has never, ever had to defend himself. It has been me who has had to wear that and pay for someone else's actions. Like I just said, why is that? Is because we always just kind of assume Randall's a creep? Because remember, we've thought Randall was a creep as an audience from the very beginning. We started to try to get along with him because he was paying for everybody and PJs and Lala like just gassed him up to no end. And then... They have a beautiful baby. They're getting engaged. And you want to believe people are happy. And Lala seemed happy, but it is interesting. I mean, the other thing you could say, well, Randall's not on a reality show. So, that I mean, there's so many different arguments. But yeah, man, that's why I want to see more about Randall. And I, I, unfortunately, we probably can't. So anyways, the uh, Lala, Christina, and Katie leave. Charlie busts out laughing as soon as they leave. And uh, they're like, okay, let's just keep going. Let's party. This is funny as hell. Like, whatever. Uh, she's like, I think it's funny watching people shake. That's what I'm saying. Charlie's wild. So um, Christina and Katie walking out arm in arm. And they're saying, disengage, bitch. We go to Ariana, how, their house in Valley Village. And Ariana's in bed with her other dog, Maya. And Lisa FaceTimers, uh, FaceTimes. And Lisa's like, how are you? Huh? And Ariana's wearing a sleeping mask on her head and has Charlotte's dog collar next to her on the bed. It's just really sad. And Lisa, who's outside in her yard, she's like, I've been thinking about you. I've got all these little graves at my house with Jiggy and Pink Dog. I don't even remember Pink Dog. Like, what do you... No offense, but like, do you just give up on names at that part? Like, ah, oh, fuck it. Pink Dog. Yeah. Um, it's worse than what Kylie Jenner does. Uh, no, like, I'm a, I'm a jiggy guy through and through. But also, like, it's so dark. I'm like, I was sitting around graves thinking of you. Huh? I, I got so scared at first that she was going to ask to bury Charlotte at, like, Lisa's pet cemetery. Which is, like, just the ghost of Jiggy and shit like that. Ariana's like, hey, it sucks. Because, yeah, I would love to do something like that. But I could never leave this house then. I got so scared in the moment, you guys, because I was really trying to... I'm like, please say they did not bury Charlotte in their backyard. Please, please, please say they did. I, you know, I was trying to... I Please say that they did not bury Charlotte in that backyard. And Lisa's like, I know that. Anyways, I told Ken I'm going to bury him here as well. <laughs> and... Um, all of a sudden, there's this song that comes up of like, you deserve better like you're supposed to do. You deserve better. It's some weird song. We see a snippet of Sheena Brock and Summer Moon playing. And Sheena's like, I'm glad I'm not at that girl's trip. I'm going to do guys night. We cut back to Lake Havasu. And uh, it's the next day. And we see a clip from eight hours earlier. Raquel and her luggage, they went downstairs in a room and were partying. And they also went karaoke that night. And we see a small clip of... Um, <laughs> of Charlie going, who likes Kid Rock in this place? Which, by the way, I would have liked to have seen a full fucking Kid Rock karaoke moment. Um, and by the way, Raquel did bring her projector. And Charlie's like, yeah! So somebody's finally celebrated the uh, projector. And Lala goes, this trip is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be about you, Katie. And it's two nights in a row that it has been about Raquel and her shitty, shitty decisions. Um, so we see Charlie and Raquel waking up, uh, Charlie's in her retainer. Um, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. 
And Charlie asks Raquel, how are you feeling? And she's like, I'm feeling rested, but I honestly feel like I'm not welcome here. I don't want to stay here. And Charlie's like, you know, it's like when you would walk in those medieval neighborhoods and people would throw onions and go, shame, shame, shame. And then Raquel goes, shame, shame, shame. That's like Game of Thrones, you know, that one scene where they made the girl walk naked down and they were just throwing things at her, which is kind of like how I want to go out. (laughs) Charlie goes, well, that's what was happening last night to you. And Raquel goes, I know. And after, like, we came to such a good place in the car ride. And Charlie's like, well, maybe it's for the better to, like, give it some space. And Raquel's like, well, Sheena's going out with Schwartz at the Mondrian tonight, so maybe we could crash it. This is where it's like you're running into stupidity. You're running into danger. Even if you left this Havasu trip, you think going to, like, it's once again saying the shit that you shouldn't say out loud. It's like, Schwartz, the like, why even bring up his name? It's already this sensitive topic. And that's when I'm like, maybe you do got a lot evil in you. Raquel's like, honestly, I feel like they're more my friends than these girls, Sheena. And Charlie's like, so we're going to have to say why we're packing up first off, rip off the Band-Aid. And so they go, um, they, uh, they go uh, to tell the girls that they're going to leave. And Raquel and I talking, he goes, I would much rather be back in LA with my real friends that, actually love me for who I am. And I love she she said that actually don't that actually love me for who I am. When we just saw a car scene 20 minutes ago where she goes, I don't know who I am. You don't even know who you are. So how can you respect friends that love you for who you are? You don't know who you are, girl. So Charlie uh is giving the sign of the cross, wish us luck. They uh go outside and Raquel's like, by the way, <laughs> You guys, when I do the Raquel voice, I'm shaking my uh, throat, like, and I'm grasping onto my windpipe, and I realize it's starting to really hurt. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the most insane out of all of this. And uh, Raquel's like, I just want to let you know that I don't feel comfortable here, and I feel like it was a mistake for me to come on this trip. So I packed up all of my bags, and I'm leaving. We're meeting up with Sheena and Schwartz at the Mondrian. I think all of them are going to be there. What, and I also want to point out, she's in a black hat, black shirt, and she has a black eye. She has the same black eye she showed in those pictures without the scratch of the eyebrow. So she does seem to have an issue with a dark circle under her eye at all times. I just wanted to point that out if you watch that scene. Um, but why say Schwartz? It's like such a kick in the nuts to Katie. It really is. It's like shitty. It's just shitty to like, just like how Lala's kind of being shitty. Like that's shitty to Katie. And Christina's like, well, that makes sense. And Charlie's like, what does that mean? That makes sense. And Christina, um, she's like, Christina, she ain't going over there for fucking Tom, which who knows? And Lola's like, I don't know. That depends on how much she drinks. And Charlie goes, oh God, don't make it like that. Charlie and I talking to her, it's like, I'm surprised Christina Kelly had something to say without Katie's dick in her mouth. Say whatever you want. Whatever you say, Katie, I'll say it. And then puts her lip balm on. That's a sick burn. Sure. But Christina Kelly is on the show to be Katie's friend. Just like. You're there to be Raquel's friend. So it's the same thing. It's just that Charlie got the talking head. Uh, Lala goes, okay, I think it's good that you leave. And they're like, okay, okay. And then Raquel goes, by the way, you gave me the green light. Go ahead, go with Oliver. And Lala goes, this ain't about Oliver. It's about you calling me a mistress again. And Raquel goes, well, that was. Lala goes, we're done. We're done here. Safe travels. 
I think you're just a little bit angry because Oliver did choose me over you, okay? Like, at the end of the day, he wa- if he wanted to take you out on the dance floor, he would have done that. And also, I do want to point out, once again, it's the man we should be focusing on. Oliver was still married at the time. He lied about being separated, had a family, all of this shit. Raquel supposedly didn't know that. Who knows? Also, I do think it's wild because I do think Lala's more attractive than Raquel. So it is funny. Like, I, I'm shocked that Oliver did. I'm, one, I'm curious why Oliver did choose Raquel. Anyways, um, so Raquel didn't know that, but it's no different than Lala knowing Randall was still married when she had, a, you know, the dalliance with him. No difference because then Raquel will find out later, just like Lala found out supposedly later with Randall. Anyways, Lala laughs. And it is, once again, if the Sandoval, like this episode should be called once again, if the Sandoval thing didn't happen because she did get Lala in that moment because all of this stuff, Lala is like, you know, this is an affront to women, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, she is pissed about that Oliver moment. You know, she is Lala at her core is a competitive person. That's what we've seen over and over again. So of course she's pissed at that. And Lala's like, yeah, I've had it all over. Okay, yeah, that's what this is all about. And Charlie whispers, stupid, fuck that lip balm girl. Don't bring her anywhere with her dry ass hair. Um, I mean, really, really harsh. Anyways, Christina's like, adios. And they leave and they're like, Lala's like, I'm sorry. I know she's your girl, Katie, but she gives really bad advice. Those are two low vibration human beings. I hate that whole low vibration, high vibration. By the way, on Monday's Pop Culture Roundup, we got to do the Gwyneth Paltrow talk about what she's been eating. It's wild. But I also just think uh, Gwyneth always strikes me as somebody that talks about vibrations. I don't know, man. Anyways, Raquel's like, okay, to LA we go. Um, and Charlie's like, that was so awkward. That was like the funniest, most honest thing in my life. That would have made me shit so hard. You guys, I would have had the IBS for the whole car ride home. Anyways, Christina's like, okay, let's go and have some fun today. Okay. The whole time Katie just sat there. She didn't say one word and she sat there with a pained look on her face the entire time. I will say this once again, Katie seems real. When you watch her this season, she seems real. Lala doesn't seem real. It's just there's a difference, you you know, like, and I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just that when you see Katie, you can read emotions of what she's going through. Anyways, they uh, they go out to meet hot guys at the, the the little dock and they're doing a little flirties, whatever. It's it's like really kind of neither here nor there. Um, it's just like them having fun. They're doing a lake party, getting wet and wild, bitches, as Law said. Then we cut over to Schwartz and Sandy's, and Joe Lane, Greg's wife, is showing a basket of fresh food to Schwartz. He's like, I know that you harvest from farm to bar, so I just harvested some stuff from my yard. I have some beautiful figs. I got lemons. It's so intoxicating, right? It's so fresh. And then Brett, the manager, is like, it's awesome, yeah. And then Ariana and Sandy are walking into the restaurant, and Sandoval's like, are you excited to try some food? And Ariana's like, yeah, I'm always excited to eat. Anyways, they go in there, and Sandoval and I talking heads like it can be stressful at times walking into schwartz and sandy because you don't know what greg you're gonna get you're gonna get the positive happy greg or you're gonna get the everything sucks what are you guys doing come on greg and schwartz is like ariana how was oh never mind i was gonna say how was vegas but that's a stupid question 
I'm so sorry. How are you holding up? And Ariana's like, I got up at like 4.30 this afternoon. In a talking head, she says, when I left Katie's divorce trip, Tom and I went to the vet and her voice breaks. They're showing pictures of Charlotte. And she's like, we had to put Charlotte to sleep. And I was holding her like this in her arms, like a baby, just telling her I love her. And I've been a wreck, but I'm trying to put on a brave face and get out of my house and really just try to experience something nice. You son of a bitch, Sandoval. You son of a bitch, dude. And you know we still have the death of her grandmother this season to kind of like you dick. Sandoval's like, let's take them uh, or like let's take these over to the table because we're gonna have some food coming soon. And Sandoval's like, here we go, I'm excited. And Ariana's like, me too, I'm excited. Being a supportive girlfriend, Schwartz, Brett, Greg, and Joe Lane join them. And the Brett's like, I just spoke to Frankie and Matt. They're going to start bringing out the food. Okay, uh, this is a light, fresh salad with green goddess dressing. And Sandoval's like, I think what, uh, I think, oh, sorry. Santa's like, Sandoval's like, I think what we're going to do with the menu is like, don't bring sand to the beach. We don't want to have things on the menu that you can get just right around the corner. And they bring out a large plate of ceviche. They're all eating it. They're looking to have about 18 items on the menu. Greg's like, this could have a little more, you know, salt, maybe like just uh, like a five-bite appetizer thing. They bring out these croquets with creme fraiche and caviar. And Ariana's like, oh, my God, this is so good. You guys have to have this. And Greg's like, I think this is like in line with the direction we should be going into. This is not a meal you're going to get in Franklin Village. So what Franklin Village is, you guys, like there's a really cute little sandwich beer shop that's actually kind of fancy it's nice then there's la poubelle which is like a you know little french and then you got birds which is like good wings fries burgers stuff like that there's like you know but yeah this is a little more it's different i could see this being different from franklin village i think there's like a pizza place in that strip mall too and uh sandoval they're all excited sandoval's like greg seems to be like very motivated and positive and enthusiastic I'm hoping we can keep that momentum going so we don't have to take out that money from Tom Tom from Kim and Lisa. Sandoval's like, okay, Schwartz, we gotta go. And Brett's like, boys, night, boys, night, boys, night. Get out of here, Ariana. We check back at Havasu. And um, all of a sudden, they bring out this the Schwartz pinata from last week's episode. And Lola's like, does he look familiar? And Christina's like, do you recognize? And Katie gasps and is like, stop it. Oh, my God, look at the texture of that hair, the green pants. Oh, my God, I'm out of here. They flash back to the Mexico trip in 2018. Remember that mess where Schwartz is like, so much for for vacation sex. And Katie's like, okay, green pants. The girls blindfold Katie and armor with a stick. And they're whacking at the pinata. And they're like, use all your strength, Katie. And she takes his whole head off. And the pinata, you got like tequila, condoms. There's like a pink vibrator that falls out. And um, she, you know, puts it to Lala's crotch. And Lala's like, I'm dying. I got horny. This is Lala. I was like, yeah, pussy, pussy. Woo. And Katie in the talking head goes, this is a dream come true. I always wanted to beat the shit out of him. But I also wanted to save it and like use it as a voodoo doll. <laughs> Dude, I ne- I would never want to make Katie mad. Like, honestly, like Katie goes, do you know what's fucked up is that he would probably love it too. Which is like so annoying. And Lala goes, I know right now you're obviously not looking to get into a new relationship. What do you think? When when that time comes, what do you want? And she goes, I'm wanting somebody who's going to really adore me and support me and is going to value my opinions and my mind. And Katie goes, just someone that's like a true teammate to me. And Christina's like, someone that puts you first. And then Lala goes, you seem like so cool and okay, but is there anything that you go, I miss these moments with Tom or is it, I'm just glad to be out of it. And Katie goes... I miss a lot of things. And she's like, you know, she whispers. She's like, of course. 
And Lala goes, I'm sorry. And Christina's like, 12 years is a really long time. Like, of course you miss a lot of things. And Katie goes, he was my best friend. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stay with someone who was my best friend, just my best friend. I needed something more. And Christina goes, but you're losing a best friend and it feels like, and that's like, that's just as hard. And Katie looks very sad and she goes, that's why it's not easy. And that's why I want to tell people to just be supportive and not get involved in everything. Because anyway, I don't want to bring, bring this down, which I love that when it's like kind of been down in so many different ways. But she's, she's dead on right, man. It's like you, you, you miss all the little things. It's not, none of it's like good. Like there's relief sometimes when you don't have to go to bed angry, but it's like really fucking hard. And you do lose, like, a best friend of a sort. And you do need to want more for yourself. And that's why I always think what Katie did, like, I mean, in terms of reality show characters, one of the bravest things I've seen on reality television because usually life tells us you stay in that bad situation. And uh, Lola goes, I'm very proud of you. You're handling yourself impeccably well. I also think it's interesting to think about the difference between Lala and Randall and Katie and Schwartz. It's just world's difference. And uh, it's just, it's, a, it's a very different. Anyways, Katie's, Lala's like, power of the pussy, yeah! And then she grabs the pink vibrator, saying, who's up next, Christina? Let's get that pussy! Lala. We're now at Guy's Night Out. We got the GM, Brett, Sandoval, Schwartz, their uh, buddy, Matt, who bartends. Matt is the guy that uh, Greg tried to fire because he was drinking on shift. And Schwartz is like, I like him. No, we're keeping Matt. <laughs> so Sandoval is like, oh, what's up, Matt? And Matt's like, is this a divorce party? Yeah. And Schwartz is like, this is not a divorce party. And Sandoval's like, it's a divorce get together. And they all crack up like men do. And Matt, especially, this Matt, it seems like he doesn't get out of that because Matt, like, they all crack up and Matt goes, <laughs> he's like laying it on so thick. DJ James Kennedy bounces up. He's like, all right. And Schwartz is like, oh, I'm having flashbacks. Something about you standing right there and me sitting right there. And then we get a flashback to that 2016. I didn't realize that was at the Mondrian. Remember when DJ James Kennedy and Lala came in together and this is when they were like, some of us aren't working on our summer baddies. And DJ James Kennedy, he had the um, cranberry vodka and he was like jacking it off. Remember that? He's like, yeah, go away, walk away. He was doing like the you know, the space work masturbation, as I call it. It was so, it's like ingrained in my mind. I think that was like a season premiere of a certain season. And I was like, holy shit. Brock and Sheena arrived last. And Sheena's like, eh, sorry. Brock is like, I was like, babe, we got a boys night. I'm not going to leave her at home after the girls ditched us. Me, Brock. And Schwartz is like, she spearheaded this. Um, anyways, uh, they're all having a fun time. Sheena in a talking head says, Katie doesn't really have that many friends. She's got like two girls on her divorce trip. And Schwartz says like 10 guys here rallying for him. This is like a party. Katie sounds like a, just a sad get together. There's only like seven guys in Sheena. So she was off by two. Uh, they're all pouring, pouring tequila. Everybody's getting rowdy. Cheers, cheers, cheers. And Matt, uh, Matt goes to the Schwarzenegger. Calm down, Matt. My God. And Schwartz is like, he coined a new nickname for me, the Schwarzenegger. And Matt's like, if Katie was here, she'd be like, bleh. And she's like, well, she's not. She's in Havasu with two people. Do you know that two of them ended up leaving? And Sandoval's like, Charlie and Raquel left. 
How does Sandoval know that already? Interesting. But anyways, they are close. Like Ariana probably knows that too. And also they do keep each other informed about filming while they're filming everybody. Anyway, James is like, Lola called me this morning. She was like, oh, I had to give it to your ex last night. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can't help but notice Sandoval's face in this moment because he's like, eh, it's like a weird face. He doesn't look happy. James in a talking head is like, honestly, it doesn't surprise me that this trip was like a complete shit disaster. I feel like Lolo's been very nice to Raquel, but she doesn't like Raquel. And, you know, if Raquel does one thing that, you know, oversteps the alpha, okay, then it's like, raw. And James in the scene goes, and Raquel and Lola are like balsamic vinegar and olive oil. And once again, Sandoval looks really, like, intense. The full moon is out in Havasu. The girls are out, ready to go. They're all in these little cowboy outfits. And they go in this country bar. You know, Lala's looking around. She can't find anybody to flirt with. Then all of a sudden, she does find these dudes to flirt with. And then she's, like, all happy. I don't, you know, they're like, yeah, where are you from? Hollywood, me too. And then Lala, in a talking head, shock jock Lala, goes, I'm tingling in all the right places. The vagina is leading the pack, and we're approaching. Pussy, pussy, pussy. Oh, I'm not... <laughs> I'm Lala's pussy. What's going on? I love Lake Havasu. Uh, so Lala's flirting with these dudes. Uh, you know, they're having fun. Um, the one guy says he lives in Los West Hollywood and goes to the Abbey a lot, which is the world's number one uh, gay bar in the world. So who knows? But everybody's having fun. We go back to the Sky Bar and Schwartz is like, Tom, are you trying to get me fucked up? And Sandoval's like, yeah. And Schwartz is like, I don't want to get too sauce tonight. And she's like, Schwartz, come on. You need to. You need to let loose. Schwartz's like, yeah, I don't want to turn into the Schwarzenegger. And Matt's like, <laughs> Anyways, we see Charlie and Raquel arriving all dolled up. And Charlie's like, um, now now what? Like, what's the game plan? And Raquel's like, I'm not sure. I think they're going to be surprised to see us. And Charlie's like, we're just going to walk in. And like, do you think they're going to be excited? Probably not. Raquel goes, which is a little bit awkward, but... And Charlie's like, are we going to get thrown in the pool? And the girls come up the stairs and Schwartz is surprised. Oh shit. What the fuck? And then James is like, what's this? Oh no. What's this? Oh no. You know, Ali told me. And Sandoval's face lights up, you guys. He's like, what this? Oh my God. And Sandoval's face lights up. James in a tug and head is like, oh my God, Ali's going to kill me. Oh, and then James goes, guys night means nothing. And Charlie goes, guys night's over. And Sandoval's like, I guess it's changed. Sandoval gets up and hugs Raquel and goes, hey, hey, how are you doing? And Raquel scoots over close to Schwartz on the sofa. And Raquel's like, I'm going to come over here and say hello. And Sandoval's just staring and smiling at her with a shit-eating grin to be continued. And we don't get a preview for next week. Oh, my God, you guys. My voice is thrashed. I hope that was fun for you. Uh, it's fun probably to listen to one man slow descent into insanity. This is so dark. We've gone through week two of uh, Scandal, whatever we want to call it this week. Uh, and hopefully uh, week three. Uh, I'm so happy that Ariana made that really cool Instagram post. Also, I want to point out I was wrong. I said on yesterday's episode, I go, oh, my God, what doesn't kill me better run? And I was like, oh, my God, Ariana wrote that. And I guess it's from a Casey Musgraves song, which I should have known because I love Casey Musgraves so much. And now I feel like a dork. Uh, but I always feel like a dork, so it's okay. But I hope Ariana f the best. Um, 
and all of this other stuff is just wild. Remember, there is a part one. If you haven't listened to that, it's a fabulous conversation with Kiki and Monique. We just had so many laughs, so much fun. She made so many good points. And I also do a little recap of the Nick Vile podcast with Kristen Doty. If you like this podcast and all the work that goes into it, and believe me, it is a lot of work, but it is something that I really, really, really love. You guys know that. Please leave it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also just know I don't set out to hurt anybody. I know some people don't give an F. I do. Um, uh, Lala can be pretty tough. And like, listen, I don't even, Lala talks tough, but I think she's obviously, you know, really sensitive like we all are. Um, and I'm not looking to, but you know, I'm going to, I am going to be honest with you guys. Always. I'm going to try to be as nice as possible. And sometimes I, I don't hit that mark. Um, and, uh, you know, so just anyways, but now is the weekend. Go have the best time this weekend. Eat something great. Drink something good. Hang out with your friends. Take some time for yourself. Read something, watch something cool. Go take a walk in the woods, exercise, but just a little bit. And I will talk to you on Monday, unless you're a Patreon member. And I'll probably talk to you sometime over the weekend. Patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. I'm going to rest my voice up, talk to my mom after that, and then go check out, get my knee checked out again tomorrow. And that's it. Okay. What a life. Bye. Batches.